Live from Hollywood, California, it's The Rick Savage Show. Well, well, well. Look at us. Who would have thought? Uh, It is The Rick Savage Show. I'm your host, Rick Savage. It only took a global pandemic to get us to uh, start chatting again. That's all it took. It just took wearing the same clothes for two weeks in a row. It just took taking a shower every four days. It just took eating all of the carbs in existence. Uh, What's going on? Yeah, it's been about a year. So if you still subscribe to this podcast, way to go. Way to be you. Good job. Oh, hold on. I want to start like this. Yeah. Yeah. That's me, the wild style fashionist. <laughs> what do you think of me? Uh, it's the wild style fashionist. Hold on. What about this? Guess who's back? Yeah, tell a friend. That's all I've been asking since I started this podcast was just for you to tell a couple people. So you didn't, so I took a year off. That's how we do it. Hold on, I got one more. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. Oh, maybe you expected the Sopranos version? So, cheer me up, babe. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. (laughs) (laughs) Zappuccino, Zappuccino. Yeah, it's Pacino, Polly. It is Pacino. So there's a few things we need to go over, and then I have a special cameo appearance from the one and only Brian Callen. I'm very excited about that. I think you'll enjoy it. If if that's how you discover this podcast, go ahead, subscribe. Go ahead, click that uh, little button, and uh, maybe we'll do this once a week, starting up again, since uh, no one has anything else to do, right? I put up a poll on Instagram about if people are listening to more or less podcasts right now, and it was a about a 50-50 split, but wow, people were passionate on both sides of the argument. I'll tell you that much. I had a lot of, uh, I don't listen at all anymore because uh, no commute. And then I have, I listen to uh, constant comedy podcasts because I don't want to think about anything that's happening in the world. So uh, that being said, I'm not going to talk about uh, about the the global pandemic we're involved in right now, except for, do you know Cardi B? Are you familiar with Cardi? Cardi's quickly becoming the voice of reason for a a certain generation, a certain demographic, if you will. Uh, Maybe a younger skewing audience than what might be listening to this. But you probably know Cardi B. You know Cardi B from this. See, her shoes have red on the bottom, the Louboutins, but also they're bloody shoes because blood gang members have red color schemes. Okay, so that came out and then you thought, oh, she's a one-hit wonder, right? And then... Go ahead, sign the million dollar deal, Cardi. Good for you. Uh, she was also on a reality show before all of this, which is crazy. I didn't watch it. It was one of those real housewives hip hop shows. 
I think it was a hip hop, hip hop wives show. I don't know. And then she was crazy on Instagram and then she started rapping. And then lo and behold, she's the biggest rapper in the world. And then she delivered us this. Government, let me tell y'all motherfuckers something. I don't know what the- I feel like, <laughs> I feel like maybe I need to translate step by step here. It's very explicit. So if you're listening with your kids around, sorry about it. I try not to curse too much on this podcast. I can't speak for Cardi B. She's going to do her own thing. Government, let me tell y'all motherfuckers something. Government, let me tell you people something. I don't know what the fuck this coronavirus is about. I don't understand how that shit was from Wuhan, China. Now all of a sudden this shit is a motherfucking tour. Okay, first off, that's funny. I don't know how this started in Wuhan, China, and now it's on tour. Funny. <laughs> Funnier than a lot of comedians I like right there, Cardi. And let me tell you something. I even go up front. A bitch is scared. I'm a little scared, you know what I'm saying? Like. <laughs> and she's not going to front. She's not going to pretend that she's not scared because she is scared. A, a, a bee is scared. Shit, shit got me panicking. And a lot of you motherfuckers think it's a joke. He, 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 like I was thinking, right? A lot of you people think it's a joke. Like, he, 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 he. Or maybe it's a kiki, kiki, kiki sound. But that's her uh, her laughing. She thought it was a joke at first. But now she realizes it's not a joke. It's serious. But that shit right there, just because you think you are mute to it, guess what? Your pocket ain't, bitch. Because a lot of shit comes from motherfucking China, bitch. So if you wonder where your motherfucking weave or your fashion over motherfucking packages have arrived, guess what, bitch? <laughs> Coronavirus! Coronavirus! I'm telling you, shit is real. Shit is getting real. Woo! Bitch, I'm scared. And what she was saying there is that uh, a lot of uh, a lot of folks that have weaves or shop with a brand called Fashion Nova, a lot of that material comes from China, and maybe it's delayed. And you know why? Because of coronavirus. So Cardi B is just breaking it down for the for the kids that aren't taking it serious. That's how you get to the kids right there. She was also a Bernie Sanders supporter. Did you guys know that? She was a huge Bernie bro. Cardi B, Cardi Cardi Bernie. <laughs> Oh my God, I'm delirious. Um, so that was Cardi B, and then uh, and then a couple things happened uh, that that uh, went viral, as you could say, because obviously everything Cardi does is amazing, just like that. And then um, which one should I play first? Well, let's do the let's do the remix. That was the DJ Snake remix. And there's a bunch of other ones. I think there's one that's even more popular than that, that like is top 10 on the iTunes chart, which is hilarious. That Cardi B can just rant on her Instagram about coronavirus and then seem, some DJ is like, let me set a beat to that. And that's kind of silly. Now, I discovered a whole world on YouTube of kind of like genius musicians and the way they interpret different songs. And there's a guy... <laughs> 
and he takes things that Cardi B says and then figures out the notes for every single word that she says, and then he writes classical piano music to it. I mean, what's better than that? That's more, that's a better song than uh, uh, Baby Shark. That's that's right up there with Since You've Been Gone for one of the greatest pop songs of all time. Just coronavirus. So uh, wash your hands, wear a mask, don't leave the house. That's all I'm saying, but you know that. That's why you're listening to this. Now, if we're going to bring back the podcast, I think it might be a good idea to have other voices on here. If you were a fan of the podcast before, it was solo. It's just me. Usually for a half an hour, because that's what an average commute is. That, that's how I came up with that. A lot of science went into that. And uh, there's a few people out there, Chris D'Elia, that can uh, that can do an hour-long solo podcast, and it's very entertaining. And, you know, I don't want to say I'm as entertaining as Chris D'Elia. That might be pushing it. I think I'm all right. <laughs> um... <laughs> But that's probably only so good for the uh, few hundred people that listen to this every week. And I think if we want to get out there a little bit more, it might not hurt to have another voice or another person on the podcast, at least from time to time. So for this one, it's the first one back. Let's do it big. Okay. (laughs) Let's just swing for the fences. Uh, Brian Callen. Rick Savage. How you doing, man? Uh, what do you uh, What do you want to talk about today? First of all, thank you for having the Rick Savage Show, the greatest oh. show of all time. Of course, the mother of all shows. Thank you. Well, the apex, my- <laughs> patient zero of all shows. I'm happy that we agree about how important my podcast is. Thank you. Um, I'm going to hit you with two questions, and then we'll let you go. First off, you know, Santino, good friend of mine, Andrew Santino, hilarious comic, good guy. Chris D'Elia, I, I kind of know him. Wonderful people. Every time they interact with you, I don't feel that they give you the respect that you deserve. Uh, you know, being a uh, an inspiration for so many younger comics. And maybe they're not uh, as appreciative as they should be. Yeah, I, uh, Santino and D'Elia uh, are essentially my children. They came from my rib. I birthed them. There would be no Santino or D'Elia without... <laughs> Papa. Papa. They know that. They know that. But men hate that, so they have to fight back as best they could. But of course, in in true uh, chaos like this, well, they come running right to daddy because daddy's ready for this shit. Okay, yeah. That that makes sense. They, they come back to Papa. Okay, uh, second question. I'm asking this of everyone. Hypothetically, you're walking down a, a dark alley. You turn a corner. It's Conor McGregor. And he wants a piece of you. How many friends do you need with you to take down Conor McGregor? Well, how many guys would I need to take him? <laughs> 
well, first of all, I just tap on Brennan Schaub's shoulder. Sure. And Brennan would do to Connor exactly what he does to me. Exactly. Because that kind of strength and size and skill kind of negates any kind of black belt tree or anything. Um, but then again, dude, I got to be honest with you. Connor hasn't seen my feet. <laughs> he hasn't. He hasn't seen your feet. And neither have you, dude. No, I haven't. You're my right. My feet. When I open up with my feet. What? Excuse me. My wheel kick. My fucking sliding side kick. My double back. My jumping back kick. Oh, I've heard. I've heard about the jumping back. That's that's no joke. The jumping back kick. You're. You're known for that. Are you out of your fucking mind, dude? I don't have to tap on Shab's shoulder. I meet him halfway. And I keep him real busy. Yeah. Well, there's only there's only one thing to say to that. What a fucking savage! That's your savage of the week right there. I didn't even need to do the intro. Do you remember the intro? What a fucking savage! I'm a savage. I'm a savage. I'm a savage. So, you know, we could do the we could do the, the the song after Savage of the Week. It's Brian Callen, obviously. Uh, I need to update this though, huh? Some of these songs are kind of old. They're not so relevant anymore. There's a lot of uh, there's a lot of talk about this Meg the Stallion song. Have you heard this? So my last name is Savage. And uh, it's not a fake name. Real name, no gimmicks, like Obi Trice. I remember uh, the first ever time I interviewed for a radio job. It was for a very... Oh, no, it was the second. It was my second radio job. My first one was on a country station. Hot Country 99.3. And we had to uh, emphasize the second nine. Because 97.3 was KSON in San Diego. We were Hot Country 99.3. So just like that Howard Stern thing, you had to lean into the second nine to differentiate. Worked there for about three months, but the guy put me on the radio and that was amazing. So thank you, wherever you are. Uh, And then the second job I got, I was trying to get a job at a very cool, very punk rock station. And I interviewed with the program director. And he's, you know, after, maybe I've told the story before, I'll tell it some other time. But after a lot of back and forth, he finally brought me on uh, and said, we don't do fake names here. We don't do cheesy radio names. And I said, hey, bro, this is real. This is as real as it gets. And I had to show him my driver's license in the job interview. But then he hired me. And now I'm talking in my bedroom on a podcast. So that's great. Anyways, Savage, is, uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a term now. It's uh, used for sometimes very negative things. If you're like a scoundrel, you're a savage. If you have gross behavior, you're a savage. Well, how about how about Meg the Stallion's version? I'm that bitch. She's that bee. Been that bitch, still that bitch. She's still that bee. Will forever be that bitch. Forever. <laughs> yeah. I'm the hood, Mona Lisa, break a nigga in the pieces, had to egg some cheesy inside my circle. Okay, okay. That's a lot of, that's a lot of N-words. Maybe we just skip to the chorus. only fit fake booties. I'm a savage. Classy, bougie, ratchet. So just to just to break that down, uh, I'm a savage. 
classy, bougie, ratchet. All three. You could be all three. It's not uh, mutually exclusive. Acting stupid, what's happening? Uh, bitch, what's happening? Bitch, I'm a savage. I'm a savage. I feel like I need to take 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 back the name. I think it's been uh it's gone in a different direction. It used to be Randy Macho Man Savage when I was a kid. I used to tell girls that Fred and Ben Savage were my cousins. It worked in like sixth grade, you know what I mean? Now it's a whole other thing. Twenty one Savage and then now Meg the Stallion is a savage, and we're going to have to work on it. Me and Adam Savage, the science guy, we're going to have to bring it back. I think his name is real. All right, let me tell this story, and we'll wrap it up. I was reminded of this story recently because a lot of restaurants are doing uh, takeaway service. You can't go in and eat, but you could order food to go. And the Rainbow is doing food to go. And uh, if you know if you know about the Ricker, big fan of the Rainbow. Used to drink a lot of Jack Daniels there back in the day. It reminded me of a story. I've written about it online a couple times. I don't think I've told it on the podcast. When I first moved to LA, it was 2005 is when I moved here. So this, let's say this was 2007. Going to the Rainbow a lot. What I used to do, <laughs> I used to call for a reservation. Hey, you never needed one. You might now. You didn't need a reservation in 2007. It wasn't popping. And uh, I used to always call. And I would say, uh, yeah, can I get a table, whatever, for Rick Savage? And I'm going to be honest with you, because you've made it this far. I really wanted them to say something about the name. There was a small, so I used to be a DJ and K-Rock. There was a small chance that they would know me from the radio. Ego would have been massive. But then it's the rainbow. I thought maybe they would confuse me with the bass player from Def Leppard, who was also named Rick Savage. Neither one of those things happened. But every time I would call for a reservation. So I called, and it was for two. It was me and my buddy, Zach. We went down there and uh, walked up to the front. This is when Mario was still alive. He used to work the door. I said, oh, table for two for Rick Savage. Wink, wink. He didn't pick up on it. And, uh, <laughs> and he goes, uh, oh, there's going to be a little delay here. Again, this makes no sense. This it was not busy. Uh, he said, uh, James Brown just showed up with a party of 20, so we need to figure that out. Hey, man. All good. You know who I will always wait for? James Brown. So he goes in and uh, and seats James Brown. If you know the rainbow, you know you kind of walk in, you go to the left where all the tables are and the bars over to the right. So all the way back on the left, there's kind of a big area where you can have a big group, and that's where he was dealing with James Brown and his entourage and, and hangers-ons and the whole thing. So finally, me and my buddy Zach, uh, we get seated, and we're a few tables away, and you could just kind of steal a steal a look every now and then. And James was there with uh, a lot of young, very attractive females, and uh, and a lot of a lot of people partying, and they were having a grand old time, and it was very cool. I think that there are some people that I'm friends with that pretend it's not cool when you see celebrities in this town. Hey, man, knock it off. It's cool. It's fun. I don't care who they are. It's neat. If you don't think that's neat, why do you live here? You know what I mean? So me and Zach were having Jack Daniels and and uh, and looking over at James Brown's table every now and then. 
And then towards the end of the night, we start wrapping up and we go upstairs. The, the restroom is upstairs at the Rainbow. So we go up those little steps and then make a little U-turn to go to the bathroom. And there's the biggest man I've ever seen in my entire life in front of the door. And we go to walk into the restroom and he goes, uh, just a minute, fellas. And okay. Oh yeah. I'm not going to argue with you. So, okay. So we kind of stood there and after about 30 seconds, the door flies open and there stands James Brown. Short man, but he's right there. James Brown. And you know what he does? He sticks his hand out and he goes, sorry about that gentleman. And he shakes my hand and it's so wet. But I didn't care. It was James Brown. I didn't care if the hand was wet. And I said, no problem, sir. And he shook Zach's hand and he went back downstairs. And we just kind of looked like, holy shit. We just shook James Brown's hand. Wet, wet James Brown. And then we go downstairs to finish up the meal. And before we leave, James Brown and his group gets up and starts to leave. And I've been to the Rainbow a bunch. And I've seen a decent amount of celebrities there. Usually rockers, you know. And I've never seen this before. As James Brown is starting to leave, the restaurant starts cheering for him. So he's walking through the booths and everyone's clapping and hooting and hollering and like, yay, James. And it was just like a very cool moment. I've never seen that. So everyone's clapping and cheering him on as he walks out and his entourage and he gets to the very front door and he turns around and he pauses and he takes a breath and he goes, I feel good. And the fucking place exploded. It was incredible. It was so, so cool. And I never saw James live. I never saw him perform. He passed away not too, uh, not too long after that crazy night at the Rainbow. Uh, but I think I got a little, just a little taste. So when he got to the door and turned around and yelled, I feel good. I just thought that was so cool. I mean, who does that? James Brown does. That's who does that. Okay. That's enough. Uh, Hey, here's the deal. I'm going to tweet about this show. If you're listening on Monday, thank you for being a subscriber. I'm going to tweet about this on Tuesday. Will you please go onto Twitter and retweet this for me? You know what I mean? Let's get some people out there that maybe are bored and need a new podcast and uh maybe they'll check out the rick savage show on rick savage you follow me on twitter instagram all that good stuff uh and we'll try to do this once a week again this is kind of fun right i haven't talked to you in a while thanks for hanging out okay uh i'll talk to you next week see you later bye this is the rick savage show